welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers, I just want to say that this is 2020, 5,780, and this is, is going to be a great year. I decree and declare peace, shalom, nothing broken, nothing broken, all things made whole this year for all of us who are called by the name of Christ Jesus. I speak shalom over the world today that nothing broken, that they will all have laborers come along their path and they will come into the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus, that they recognize that the Father loves them and has sent his only begotten son to die for them. This will be a great year because my God, you have Daddy God, Abba Father, you have my God, Lord God, Christ Jesus, and my God, Lord God, Holy Spirit are <laughs> bigger than the coronavirus. Spiritual believers, I had a a spiritual moment the few days ago when my mother asked me, was I happy? And the Holy Spirit, out of the recesses of my spirit, the Holy Spirit came up out of me and responded to my mother. And this is what I said. I said, we were created for the pleasure of the Father. Daddy God, you have We were created to bring him glory and honor. And when we take the secret treasures that he has embedded in each and every one of us, when we take those treasures and we apply those treasures to the vocation that he has called us to, our calling, and we honor him with these giftings that he's given us, we honor him and give him pleasure and give him glory and give him honor in our calling, in our vocation, in the intersection of time and space and history that he has placed us in, then we will receive eternal joy and we will receive, we will receive temporal happiness. I was blown away myself by that answer that came out of my spirit from the Lord God, Holy Spirit, who knows all things and knows all truth. As I reflect on that answer, I think about the men and women of God that have had such powerful, powerful um impacts on people all over the world. I look at Abraham. Why was Abraham selected out of all the men and women at that time on planet earth? Because when God looked down at Abraham, God saw that Abraham 
was a man of God that would transfer his legacy, would transfer the wisdom, would transfer the blessings that God had given him to his children and his children's children. Yes, he could see that. Even though Abraham had missteps, even though Abraham lied twice about his wife being his sister, he still, because he was afraid, she was so beautiful, he was afraid that men would kill him for his wife. But God helped him get over that, and eventually he was able to overcome that. But guess what? When he was tested to ask to give the most precious gift to him, which was his son, Isaac, he immediately obeyed, took his son up to the mountain to put on the altar to be sacrificed. And you got to give Isaac some credit here because Isaac was no fool. Isaac has seen the sacrifice of the lambs because that was something that was a practice that God had taught Abraham to pass on to his children. So Isaac knew when they got up there, he saw the knife, he saw the wood and the wood was on his back as he carried it up the mountain, just him and his father. And there was no lamb. And Isaac was a teenager. Isaac could have overcome his father, but he didn't. He he complied. He submitted. He laid on the altar knowing that the dagger that his father had in his hand was about to be plunged in his heart. And he trusted his father that much. And guess what? When God saw that Abraham was willing to do the unthinkable, he said he had the angel stop his hand and said, that's not necessary. I see now that you truly love me above all, including your son. And there was a ram conveniently caught his horns caught in the thicket. The significance of this was sacrifices had to be without blemishes, without abrasions, without cuts, without bruises. The sacrifices had to be blameless, perfect, like Christ Jesus. No, nothing on them, no blemish at all. And they took that ram and they sacrificed that ram representing Christ Jesus the only begotten son of the father that was coming down in a few uh, millennials. Abraham, Abraham, wow. So Abraham took his giftings. Abraham took the treasures that was in him and to the best of his ability, he tried to give the father pleasure. He tried to give his Lord Christ Jesus Pleasure. He tried to give the Lord God Holy Spirit pleasure and glory and honor. And in that, he had a blessed life. He ended up being one of the most wealthiest men in the region, had great favor, had did great exploits under the, under the hand of the living God. When I think about Queen Esther, 
for such a time as this. This little orphan was taken under the wings of her cousin, Mordecai, and ended up winning the beauty contest and being selected as the queen at that time of the most powerful empire in the world, the Persian Empire. And Queen Esther took the giftings, took the treasures that were in her. And guess what? She surrendered them to the father for his pleasure. She surrendered it to Lord Christ Jesus for his pleasure. She surrendered it to the Lord God, Holy Spirit for his pleasure, for their glory, for their honor. And God ended up using her to save the nation of Israel. When I think about William Tyndale, brilliant scholar, great knowledge of Greek and Hebrew, risked his life to translate the Bible into the English language so that the common man could read and understand it, had one of the most wealthiest men at that time to come alongside him to finance this great endeavor. And he succeeded. Every Bible on planet Earth has 80% of the translation came from William Tyndale. And the enemy sent someone in his camp pretending to be his friend and betrayed him just like Judas portrayed Jesus. And William Tyndale was ended up being killed, strangled to death by the church, (laughs) the Pharisees, as they did in Jesus' time. Wycliffe, the same thing translated the Bible into the language of the common man so that they would have the word of life. The word of God is living. It is spirit filled words of God. There's no hex. There's no curse. There's nothing from Satan that can overcome the word of God and especially the word of God spoken out of a believer, spoken out of someone who has faith in God and trust God. It is unstoppable. I thought and reflected on that powerful, powerful answer because every person on planet earth has asked themselves this question. Why am I here? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What is my destiny? Why? Why did God create me? Am I of any value? And God says, yes, you are highly favored. You are highly loved and you are of high value. There are giftings. There are treasures that is in each and every human being on planet Earth. And these secret treasures, these secret treasures are awesome. And 
We should tap into one another and help each other to bring out the treasures that's in us so that we will all benefit from them. I think about great men and women such as Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King. I think about Oh, Peter, James, and John, and Paul, and Silas, and Barnabas. I think about Mary and Joseph. Wow. Mary put her life on the line to carry the only begotten son, Christ Jesus, in her womb. Mary was talked about and snickered about and whispered about all her life. But she didn't care because she took the treasures took the giftings, took all the things that God had put in her and turned it around and gave it to him for his pleasure, for his glory, for his honor. What are we going to do, men and women, children? What are we going to do? Are we going to let the Holy Spirit help us to cultivate the treasures, the giftings, the the things that God has put in us for such a time as this, God could have selected to place us any other time in time and space in history, but he selected us to be born and to be in this time, in this space, in this point in history, because we have an assignment. We have something special in each and every one of us and the enemy tries to mar our image, tries to destroy us with evil. Yes, he tries to put hatred in us and put in false identities. We don't even have the correct identity that we are the sons of God. Sons and daughters of God that we are from a royal priesthood. That we are kings and queens. We are royalty. And we are to unite and to love one another and to use these giftings, these promises. I was listening. I love the History Channel. And I was listening to World War II and how and why the atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki because the Japanese had something that most other nations have. They were relentless. They were relentless when it came to the enemy. They basically practiced decapitation. They practiced cutting off heads with a sword, which the Muslims are do this as well, some Muslims. And I thought to myself, if the Christians could take the sword of the word of God and cut off the head of the enemy, cut off the head of lack and poverty, cut off the head of sickness and disease, cut off every foul, polluted, demonic curse on this earth, decapitate them, get rid of them, say, die, 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 spirits of the demonic force of Satan, And go to the pit of hell where you belong. This would be a different world. We wouldn't have the coronavirus. Everything would bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Everything would bow its knee to the blood of Jesus. Everything. 
everything and we would have the paradise that God had ordained for us to walk in from the beginning of time. We were created to live forever. We were created to be immortal. We were created to love one another. We were created to take the secret treasures, the giftings that we have in each and every one of us. And guess what? We were to give these secret treasures, these giftings, and give it to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for their pleasure, for their glory, and for their honor. That's what heaven's going to be like, guys. When we get to heaven, everybody is in one accord, and the whole atmosphere is permeated with love. People are walking in their giftings and in their callings and fulfilling the destiny, the vocation that God has given them from the beginning of time. We all live forever. We all have eternal life. We will never die because the spiritual part of us is eternal and came from the one and true and living God. Abba, Father, you hey, vahe. Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus. Lord God, Ruh HaKadosh. Lord God, Holy Spirit. Yes, this body. Yes, this body is corruptible. Yes, this body does return to the dirt, to the soil of the earth, which is where it was created from. But we will be given a new body, an immortal body, when we are raised up to go in the heavens, to live forever in the presence of Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. We, we need to recognize that happiness, this temporal thing that we all are seeking, can only come from fulfilling our destiny, our purpose, our calling, at the time we're in now, at this moment in time and in space and eternity. Yes. We will have temporal happiness and eternal joy once we take what we have and take these giftings, these these golden treasures that are placed inside of us and Use them for God's glory and honor and pleasure. I think about the great men and women of God who did this. And every last one of them had a special impact on the world. I think about Sir Alexander Fleming. Oh, yes, Sir Alexander Fleming. Sir Alexander Fleming's father was a Scottish farmer. And one day his father was walking along the moors of Scotland and heard the cry of a little boy crying for his life because if he had not come along, he would have died a horrible death in the quicksand-like moors of Scotland. 
He got the little boy out of the moor, covered in the black muck. The little boy crying, thanked him and ran home to tell his father. And next thing you know, I'll tell you how long ago this was, a carriage with horses came to this hovel, this simple home of Farmer Fleming. And he looked and he knocked on the door and he said, I must please thank you so much for saving my son. Farmer Fleming didn't know that the little boy came from a noble household. All he saw was a a little, a child in trouble. And Fleming, being the man of integrity that he was, he said, you can't pay me for that. No. But just as he said that, his son, as you know, children are very curious, scurried across the doorway to see who was at the door with the magnificent carriage and the magnificent horses. And and guess what? The nobleman came up with an idea. This idea came from God. And the idea was this. Let me give your son the same education that my son receives. And I guarantee you, I believe that you and I both will be very proud about the how well this young lad is going to turn out based on the character of his father. And and Farmer Fleming did this. He permitted his son to get this phenomenal education. And this little boy went to the best schools of England and ended up going to St. Mary's Medical College in London, England. And upon graduating from there, he discovered penicillin, was knighted as Sir Alexander Fleming. Now, what is the significance of this? Prior to the finding of penicillin, millions and millions of people died from the flu and other conditions that the penicillin could help destroy from the the bacteria and the viruses and the things that people had during those days. Before that, over 42 million people died of the Spanish flu. But once penicillin was discovered, things changed for mankind. This was a secret treasure. This was something in this young lad, Sir Alexander Fleming the discoverer of penicillin. But this is the other remarkable thing about this story. The young lad that was saved in the moors years ago by Sir Alexander Fleming's father, the farmer, got pneumonia after the discovery of penicillin. And guess what they used to save this young lad's life? They used penicillin. So not only did this young man have the farmer Fleming save his life from the moor, the treacherous quicksand of the moors, but he also was saved by the penicillin that the farmer's son discovered and that his father made possible 
by sending that young man to college, to the best schools in England, and eventually to St. Mary's Medical College. Yes, this young man must have been very important, very critical to time and space and history of this world. This young man's name was, guess what? Rudolph, guess what? This young man was named Winston Churchill. His father was Rudolph Churchill. Winston Churchill was saved from a mercury, a miry death in the dark moors of Scotland. Winston Churchill was saved from the death of pneumonia, which was a death sentence back in those days, by the penicillin discovered by the farmer's son, Sir Alexander Fleming. Winston Churchill saved the nation of England and saved the world from Adolf Hitler. The Germans were about to take over the world and the Japanese were on the other end of the spectrum doing the same thing. Yes, Winston Churchill with the power of the word from the Holy Spirit that came out of his spirit saved the nation by saying we will never give up, never give up, never give up. Winston Churchill, with the power of the word alone, turned the hearts of men, women, and children and had them hold on until the Americans came into World War II. D-Day. Oh, yes. Winston Churchill, the power of your giftings. Another great man did something like this. His name was Barnabas. Barnabas had the gifting of reconciliation. Barnabas was a a person who was recognized giftings in others and helped them across the transition so that they would be a success and be able to take their what giftings, their what the things that God has placed in them for the world. He did this. And there was a man named Saul who had persecuted Christians. Saul had killed Christians. Saul held the coats of those who stoned the first martyr of the Christian faith, Stephen. Yes, this was Paul. Saul, who later became Paul. (coughs) And because of this, Saul, who became Paul, was welcomed into the church because Barnabas vouched for him. Everybody was terrified of Paul Saul. Everybody did not believe that he had made a conversion. But guess what? Saul had a a powerful meeting with Christ Jesus on the road of Damascus. Saul had a powerful transition into the kingdom of God by Jesus himself 
saying, Paul, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul said, Lord, who are you? I, I don't. He didn't understand. And he was blinded for three days. Then God sent a man named Ananias who had giftings, callings. He took everything he had and gave it to the father for his good pleasure, for his glory, for his honor. Now, Ananias, when God told Ananias, I want you to go and pray over Saul of Tarsus. And I said, wait a minute, Lord, you know, this man is the one that's been killing Christians. And he was given papers to come and kill us here. Oh, but God said, go. And guess what? Ananias obeyed, trembling probably as he went. And he went in and guess what? He prayed over Saul and Saul became Paul. And this, this terrorist, this person who had killed Christians wrote two thirds of the Bible and was beaten many times, bitten by poisonous servants, shipwrecked, put in prison and dungeons, treated like an animal and eventually beheaded by the Romans. Because he had Roman citizenship or he would have been crucified like Peter. They died about the same time. They both were in Rome Rome around the same time. Peter was crucified. And Peter said, I don't deserve to die like my Lord, please. And they turned his cross upside down. And in the case of Paul, because he was a Roman citizen, They beheaded him, Nero. Oh, yes. And Paul could have escaped. Many times he was released. As a matter of fact, went and did some more evangelism. Unfortunately, Nero came in that same area and was offended and had Paul recaptured and put in a worse dungeon, a worse prison than he was before. Before he was under house arrest. This time he was put in a stinking dungeon where you don't you don't even want to imagine what was down there. And yet he wrote two thirds, two thirds of the Bible. Because that secret treasure, that secret treasure, that gold was in Saul of Tarsus. Now, Paul. Spiritual believers, let the Holy Spirit help you excavate, take, dig up the secret treasures that are in you. Let them, let the Father, let the Son, let the Holy Spirit get pleasure and glory and honor out of you. Let us all, let us all meet our destinies. Fulfill our purpose and surrender it all for the pleasure and glory of the one and only true God, Daddy God, Yuhevahe, Lord God Christ Jesus, and Lord God Holy Spirit. 
so that the world can benefit from the secret treasures that are that is in us. Spiritual believers, thank you for once again listening to this broadcast. And I don't want to end this broadcast without saying Romans 10.9. If you believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died, was buried, and was raised from the dead, and you accept him as your Savior, you are saved. Thank you for once again listening to me on 94.1 FM Wave 94 into the glory zone with Dr. Edith Davis. To be